Hello beautiful people, happy Monday. Hope you've had the most fantastic weekend. Guys, I am so flippin' excited to share with you this interview that I'm about to pop in into the next audio track. Um, so this is an interview with Diana Pokol. I really hope I'm saying your last name right, Diana. Please let me know if I'm not. Um, she is an actress, started off as an opera singer, uh, ended up going onto YouTube being a smash hit on there, growing very, very quickly to 100,000 followers. Um, and now she's working on Twitch as well. So she's very, very in tune with the social media world, but also the pressures that come along with it. She had a really interesting experience with all of that. So we talk about how to deal with the pressure of social media when you're growing a very fast following. Also how to prioritize your self-care. And we chat about having a side hustle as well, how important that is. As we all know on this podcast here, how important it is to have a side hustle alongside your acting and performing work as well. So please. Oh, thank you so much for coming on for this interview. I'm so flippin' excited. I was just telling everyone how how amazing you are just in the world of, oh, of creative arts of social media as well, but we've had chats about, you know, mental health and personal development as well. And that's just what we're all about over here. So I'm so glad you're you're on to share your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, for those that don't know you, would you mind telling a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do? Yeah, well, I'm an actor. Um, now since COVID, I'm m many other things. And yeah. <laughs> um, my background is really opera singing. That's what I studied for eight years and that I what I used to do back in Romania but um I kind of wanted to switch lanes and that's why I moved to London really mm, I love that yeah. I love that and so you're an opera singer you're also an actress as well yes fantastic my goodness and what's kind of your your main focus in the creative performing world is it more musical theater is it more film and tv well opera? I tried a little bit of everything and yeah. I think film tv is what i like most mm. um there are people who say it's easier and i might be one of them <laughs> i mean you always have another take it but when I, when you're on stage that's it you know that's it's, what it is yeah i love that i always find different people are attracted to different things i mean for me i much prefer theater because Anytime I've done film and TV, I've always been outside and you're just in the elements. If it's raining, if it's cold, if it's hot, you've just got to kind of deal with it. But in a yeah. theatre, it's always the same temperature. You always know what you're dealing <laughs> with. So I love that take that you can just, you know, you can just keep going over and over again if you need to as well. I love that. And so obviously you've got a lot of your life um, is social media as well in terms of Twitch, in terms of YouTube, Instagram as well. What was it that, that drew you to that? side of life the social media world well it, it was a bit of a I don't know it just somehow just happened mm -hmm. um when I moved to London I made a video for a friend's birthday in a character that we de I developed with a friend during university mm. and um it was more of an inside joke um and I posted that on Facebook and it just went viral Wow. So I, I thought, you know, I've got this audience, let's see what I can do with it. Um, I think I started on YouTube five or six years ago and I've only done it for a few months and then I stopped because it was completely overwhelming. Normally an audience just builds slowly and you have, I don't know, 100, 200, 1,000, 10,000. But for me it was just like, whoosh, 
And then everybody would just messaging me, believing that this character is real and a lot of negativity. Yeah, it's uh. just too much. And then the voices that say, you can't be an actor and do YouTube, you know? Oh, <laughs> what is that? Oh my God, that's so <laughs> lame. What are you doing? So I, I stopped for four or five years. I just stopped. And I just took it back. This year I started again and now I stopped again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What an amazing story though. I think, I think social media is such an interesting world. Like you say, you know, if you do have a following that grows, you know, you will start to get lots of comments, lots of negativity from different areas. But to have it have come on to you so fast... You know, most people will build it over a few years and, and learn how to deal with them as those exactly. messages grow. But you just, you didn't have any of that. You just like jumped into the ocean without learning yeah. how to swim. In a way. And when you don't have a team and you feel so much pressure to give quality yeah, and you're doing everything yourself, editing, uh, script wise, like people don't know what's going on behind the camera. They just see the final product and they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Oh my God, you have to post every day. <laughs> Oh, you can't do that, can you? Mm. And once a month was not enough. Once a week was not enough. And I just felt like, you know, like, give us more. I don't have more. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I stopped. I stopped. I couldn't deal with um, the pressure and everything. And I think I wasn't enjoying it anymore. I was yeah. just doing it because I have to. I have an audience. I have to give them what they want. But, nah. Yeah, you've got to do what makes you happy, I think. Yeah. yeah, I ended up completely burnt out. And I was um, mostly doing it the, during the first quarantine, the longest one, the yeah. first lockdown thing. <laughs> and the, I realized, wait a minute, I'm working 14 hours a day for this. Wow. It's not okay. <laughs> and when I'll start going back to work, what's then going to happen? So. Yeah, that is so true. That but is so true. I got this. I'll show you something. One sec. I got this out of it. Oh my god! I'm not focusing on it. <laughs> That's a, for those that don't know YouTube, this is a huge deal. And for those listening to the podcast as well, do you want to say what this is? Yeah. So this mm. is like an award you get for getting to one hundred thousand subs on YouTube, and I'm really proud of it. Because it happened really quickly. Wow. And there was a lot of work behind it. And every time I see it, I feel guilty for stopping. But I know it's what's healthy for me. It's what yeah. matters most. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the most important thing. And I mean, if you do choose to give back again, I'm always such a big fan of filling your own cup before you fill other people's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what is it that makes you happy at the moment? Well, right now... Um, the fact that I accepted that I'm a gamer, I was always hiding that. I was feeling guilty for playing games because I'm an adult, right? <laughs> so um, I kind of embraced that. And since this last lockdown, I just went full on into it. And then I started researching a little bit about streaming, you know, people doing it and other people watching. And I started a week ago and I love it so Oh my gosh! From me hearing you talk about it, I thought you'd done it for months. <laughs> you no, said last week. I don't. I don't even know what I'm doing really. Today, I spend the whole day fixing 
lights and a new webcam that I got and I can't wait to stream later today and see you know yeah that that's is so cool that's so cool you yeah. know what that's actually how I came across making this podcast as well it was just kind of an impulse thing and I just you just figure it out as you go along don't you if it's something you're passionate yeah. about and you enjoy it you'll enjoy figuring it out and making it work yeah that is so so cool and I mean I I don't know much about about Twitch or the gaming world but I've looked at your profile if that's the right word it looks like you're blowing <laughs> up in it it looks like you're absolutely killing it on there well you know what what um shocked me at the beginning mm. the numbers are really low you know not even a hundred followers and you've got I've got about 12 viewers constantly in there but not more mm. and you think this is lame you know, when you're used to YouTube and millions of views and mm. so many comments and everything, but it's a completely different world. And when you think about it, you stream for about four or five hours to constantly have 12 people in there. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, people get bored of your fakes. <laughs> no one in, on YouTube would watch a four hours video, would they? <laughs> it's so true and I mean if you think about you know Instagram reels for example people struggle to watch for 15 seconds let alone four hours I think that's amazing yeah it's a massive achievement and it's cool you know you meet so many people that like the same things that you do and it's really cool I really like it oh I love that I love that so much so, I mean, I wanted to ask you as well, because obviously you've experienced a lot of different sides of social media. Yeah. And there's a big kind of debate on at the moment, whether social media is a force for good or a force for evil. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. And it doesn't have to be black and white either. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there are so many shades of grey. I know. I know. It helps if you use it as a tool. But um, if you're a people pleaser, like I am, it just eats you up. Mm. there are so many people who just feel like they can ask advice about things that is not your business when it comes to mental health it's just insane and I don't think it's good for kids nowadays because of so much photoshop going on and it's not even photoshop now there are so many apps that just change the way you look and if I were 14 I would be ruined Oh my God. You know, I'm so lucky I have the age that I have and I grew up without internet and I know how real people look like. <laughs> yes. Because these kids, they just expect, they are asking so much from themselves and mm. I don't know what to say. I think kids shouldn't be allowed. Maybe they have, they should be over 16 to start using Instagram, TikTok. Oh, TikTok is the worst. I stopped doing that. Such a toxic environment. Mm. Super toxic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably, it's more about choosing who and when and how to use it. You know, I, I personally agree as well. I think everyone's got their own opinions, but I agree in terms of kids. It's a dangerous place. It's a really, really dangerous place. Um, and different platforms have different vibes as well, as strange as that mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, and, and finding the one that works for you, finding the one that isn't toxic, like you say, is exactly. super important as well. And I mean, when you, when you got really sucked into it all in your YouTube days and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to step, take a step back. This is not healthy for me. What did, what did you do? How did you, what are some tips you could give other people that are really wanting to just have a bit of a detox, really detach themselves from that? 
I didn't manage to do it myself. There were people around me who realized this is unhealthy because uh, when I do something, I kind of immerse myself completely and I don't like doing things just halfway. Mm. And um, I was researching a lot. I was just, I made a business plan. I knew what I wanted and how to get it. But I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping in the middle of the night. I would wake up because I had ideas and then you get so much energy out of that, but you don't realize how draining it is in the same time. Mm. And then there was some health problems completely unrelated to that. And it forced me to stop. Right. So when I did, I think for the first few days I was super depressed, like uh, confusing. What do I do with my life? Mm. But then I realized, hey, I haven't done yoga in so long. Oh my God, do you remember meditation? Do you remember reading? Do you remember you used to like playing games and talking to your friends? If there was no time for eating, there was no time for my friends. Yeah. I was disconnected from everything completely. And people that I loved, they were annoying from wanting my time. I have to do this. This is important. I have to work for this. Just give yourself a break, guys. Wow. That's powerful. That is really powerful. And I think even just in smaller things, you know, not necessarily stepping back from a 14-hour-a-day YouTube career, just stepping back from getting lost in the Instagram story hole, for example. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. that's so bad. Yeah. So it happens to me so often. And since <laughs> they have these reels, oh, just one more. I know. I know. It's properly addictive. But I found because the last, I mean, the last year, ever since all the craziness in the world has happened, you know, there's been so much more negativity on social media than ever mm -hmm. before. So I had to start being really careful as well, similar to you, in terms of what I was letting into my, my brain and what I wasn't. And I yeah. was finding that watching people's stories, scrolling through social media was not helping me at all. And then once you take that out, you know, I started to be really conscious of my scroll whole time is what I call it. And once I've taken that out, you do find you've got more spare time. And you can take up reading again, take up meditation again, talk to friends, like give them a call and talk to them, for example. So I love, I love that you said that, just finding time to do the things that actually fill your, fill your cup, basically, mm -hmm. rather, than, exactly. rather than drain it. Self-care and self-love. Yeah, 100%. It's being presented in such a bad way somehow on Instagram and social media. Now I think it's a bit better, but it's just like for women, self-love and self-care is give yourself a haircut, do your nails, put on some makeup, shave. It's not about that. It's about doing something that really makes you feel good. It's not about making yourself please the eye of a man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> it's so true. And sometimes even I catch myself sometimes doing something like that and thinking it makes me feel better, but really it is that that outside yeah. influence. So something that just pleases you, pleases literally nobody else. Yeah. Absolutely nobody else. Um, yeah, I'd love to know, like what's something you've done today that has just made your heart happy? Today? Um, I don't think I haven't done anything today yet. For you know me. What? Maybe not doing anything is also nice. Oh, well, the morning was for me. I've, I was just watching a bit of Bing, Big Bang Theory. <gasps> and, having a, a turmeric hot drink like is disgusting but so good for my skin mm. 
yeah. you know, the, I think during mornings, I kind of take a bit of time for myself. And mm -hmm. often if there's a day when I feel low, I don't care about anything. I just stop and, you know, do whatever makes me happy. Zina says coffee. Yeah. Coffee. coffee. Constantly drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. My goodness. So we've talked about social media, acting, mm. performing wise. Is there anything like, what are your main goals with that career wise? Well, right now I'm trying to find a side hustle that doesn't take too much of me. Mm. Um, restaurant work was something that I did for the past six years. And it's good as long as you make enough money during the weekend to be able to audition and do what you really want to do during the week. Mm. But since COVID, things have changed. Thank God I still have a job. I'm furloughed. But I'm afraid it might not, I might not have the same income as I had before. Mm. COVID happened. So, you know, I'm hoping Twitch might uh, be a solution. <laughs> I love that. You know what? That's something we talk about the podcast a lot. I'm such a big believer that performers need to have a side hustle, not necessarily just, you know, a, a job, but actually a kind of business or an online platform yes. or something like that where you can earn from. And you can choose your hours, then it can be fully flexible and you can prioritize your acting most yes. of the time, which is the most important thing. And it's difficult to find something, but I think... Sounds like you're on something. I think you definitely are. That's amazing. We'll see what happens. I'm, I really like doing it. So even if nothing comes out of it, I'm still going to play games. So why yeah. not just screen them? <laughs> so no. true. Why not do that? It's so true. And that's definitely the best way to start a side hustle. Something you enjoy anyway. Something you would do for free anyway. And then if you can earn from it as well. Flipping yeah. brilliant. That is so cool. That is so, so yeah. cool. Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, do you have any last kind of final tips that you'd like to share with anyone about, about the world of social media, about acting, about moving countries for your acting work? I know that's a big deal as well. I think whatever you do, if it, if it costs you your peace of mind and happiness, then just don't do it. Whatever it is, a relationship, work, career-wise, money-wise, Find a way to do what you want to do, but stay healthy and happy. Mm, it's just, we are so little time around here. And it's such, such an amazing thing that we are. Like, what are the odds for you to be you and exist in this time and space? So. <laughs> that is so true. Just I love fun. that so much. I love that. Yeah, just find what makes you happy and just do that. Even with acting. There's mm. people who are incredibly talented, but it makes them miserable. Mm. So, what's the point? That's what happened to me with singing. Mm. There was no point. I was miserable doing it. And I, I might do it again, but I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah. And if it's for myself, mm. then yeah. But when it comes to actually perform I don't know that's big that's really big yeah. actually that's quite a big topic that I feel like we need to delve into another day um there's so many people that I studied with at musical theater at my musical theater university um mm -hmm. you know after going through th three years of study 
sometimes, you know, back in Australia where I'm from, musical theatre isn't the most supported career. Not everyone believes you can do it. Um, so you've got to go through a lot of negativity to kind of get to that stage. So to go through all that, then do your three-year degree, and then a couple of years into the industry, some of my friends have realised it's not for them anymore. And then, yeah. but they get scared because they have said to people for so long, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Exactly. That they feel pressure to stay there even though it's what they don't enjoy anymore. And I think what you've done, not feeling pressure to stay with that, just knowing, just following your heart, which sounds... Oh, I did feel lots of pressure. Because during yeah. high school, I knew, since forever I knew what I wanted to do is acting. Mm. But the circumstances were in such a way that I had to study music. I did love that too, but it was not the thing that I really wanted to do. Mm. And then everybody was like, oh my God, you're so talented. You have to go and do this. So, yeah. okay. I went to uni, kept doing that thing and somehow thinking, oh, it's still acting though. It's acting too, because it is acting too. Mm. But, you know not what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. And no one knows that and no one can dictate that other than you. So guys, that is the phenomenal Diana. Thank you so much, Diana, for taking your time for that interview. I'm going to pop her Instagram handle down in the, the description box of this episode below. For those who don't know me, my name is Hayley Mabry. I'm a professional musical theatre performer, successful business owner, and absolute personal development geek. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode.